What is it now? <laughs> no, I just didn't know if that was your best, uh, like, 1939 schmoozing, Hollywood schmoozing oh, voice. No, no, no. <sighs> Which would be fitting for our uh, podcast subject this week being the 1997, mm. I believe, uh, complete mm-hmm. failure at the box office, Cats Don't Dance. <laughs> um, I think this is the first time you've ever just called it out instead of saying box office smash. Yeah, no, this this movie made about... No one knows this movie exists, except for, like, furries mm-hmm. and, like, three animation fans, and that's it. And so this is this might be def- by default one of our lowest uh, listen to episodes ever, because who gives a fuck about cats? Like, even talking about this on Twitter today, people were like, what the fuck movies are you guys talking about with, like, Jimmy <laughs> Durante and... What? Well... I mean, you do bring up a, an excellent question, Bill. Why did you pick this movie? I've always heard about this from other animation fans, where, especially, mm. there seems to be a whole generation of people, even maybe a little bit younger than you, because, you, yeah, yeah, you're about seven years younger than me. Like, there's a whole generation Five. of people out there, like, I'm in my early 40s. There's a whole pe- generation of kids out there who, are, like, are in their 30s, who, I guess, uh, even though this, this movie bombed at the box office, I guess it got a lot of play on, like, HBO, TBS, and Cartoon Network for, like, a couple of years in the aughts in the early 2000s or something like that and because of that it kind of became actually what you consider actually a cult film not not like the when people talk about cult films but they're actually got like millions of fans this is a cult film where like yeah, like literally you could fill an auditorium with a number of people who like or even know that this movie exists and yeah, yeah um my my only real personal interest in this movie was the fact that uh actually i'm a little more interested just in the gene kelly angle because i guess he was a consultant on this mm. film and I only care about the Gene Kelly angle just because we've talked about him enough on the podcast. And I think this got brought you love up. that ass. Yeah, I think, I don't know, you may have been the one to bring it up. That this was technically his last film credit. Uh, no, that wasn't or me. Or maybe, I, I, I thought his, I thought one, I thought like one of his last films was uh, Xanadu. Yeah. What do I know? And, well, I had known about Cats Don't Dance before that, but in doing so many Gene Kelly movies for this podcast, not that we've done a ton, but we've done, we've done a decent number. Uh, a couple times in the trivia it's popped up that, like, his last film credit was Cats Don't Dance, which, watching this movie now, I'm like, how much did he consult? Because it's not like the yeah. dancing in this movie's... There's some shit with the lady cat. I can kind of see yeah. you would talk to a dance choreographer about. But, like, the main cat, he's dancing like Daffy Duck or Bugs Bunny. He's just, like, twiddling his yeah. feet. It's not like you wouldn't think Gene Kelly was involved. No. And, oh god, I was going to say something else. Oh, uh, the, the director, Mark Dindle, of this movie, he went on to direct uh, The Emperor's New Groove, which is hmm. still, for my well, mind... Wow, that's a contrast. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess that would have been just like a, like, I guess his next project after this, because that would have been like 1999 or something like that. Um, and Emperor's New Groove is, well, I, I think it may be the funniest thing Disney's ever produced. And a lot of it is due to the kind of the comic timing and stuff, which you can kind of see in this movie... Even this movie, even though this, even though Cats Don't Dance doesn't quite hold a candle to Emperor's New Groove, because Emperor's New Groove actually yeah. had a budget, and I don't want to say talent, because it's not like Scott, it's not like Scott Bakula doesn't have talent. Well, who cares about Scott Bakula? Then again, it's not like who's the guy from Emperor's New Groove that everyone hates? David Spade. David Spade. It's not like David Spade is any more 
<laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Although, uh, Ember's New Groove also does have Eartha Kit, which has more talent than anybody else in introduced involved in this film or Ember's New Groove all put together. But <sighs> what are we talking about? Cast no dance. What are we talking about? As Quantum about? Leap as a cat in the 1930s mm -hmm. fighting a baby doll. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is not exactly the most like appealing elevator pitch. Um, oh, so yeah, he's an anthropomorphic cat, and it's kind of the 1930s, but it's not because like the beginning and ending ending songs are like adult contemporary music. They really don't commit I, to the I, 1930s just, thing. Just based on the 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 note that you posted on Twitter, I feel like you and I are gonna be simpatico on our feelings on this movie. Yeah, you can kind of see where they were going with it, but it just. Yeah, it's kind of confused in tone and content. Um, yeah, yeah. just a couple notes. I have some a little bit of trivia after the film too, but uh, going into it, um, I guess this was only the second uh, feature made by Turner Feature Animation. I guess Ted Turner for a while decided he wanted to start getting into the cartoon business after Disney exploded with Lion King and all that shit. And so hmm. he was like, I want my own cartoon business. My first cartoon is going to be the Page Master. And that bombed. And he's like, fuck that shit. That bombed because Macaulay Culkin. We're going to have an all-animated thing That's next. Okay. Because kids love talking books. It's a well-known fact. The Page Master was like the worst CBS Saturday morning. Like, read a book. Books are magic. They'll take you to a portal <laughs> anywhere. Like, the Page Master is like a, even worse than like the shittiest episode of Reading Rainbow. Um, and fucking Macaulay Culkin, too. Just fucking terrible. I can't believe- have you actually seen The Page Master? Fuck no! I've seen The Page Master, it was on HBO a whole bunch back in the day <laughs> when I would visit my folks place. I'd be flipping the channels and I'd like, what the fuck is- Why is Macaulay Culkin talking to Jean-Luc Picard as like a pirate book? I'm like, what the f- <laughs> it's- Page Master's bullshit. This is better than Page Master, at least. So I guess Ted Turner well, that's was a like- low bar. Yeah, I, we need to do a real cartoon, I love that Quantum Leap guy, I think he could play a sexy cat. Let's get the lady from mm. a different world. She could play even a sexier cat with tiny little hands and feet, mm -hmm. which I guess is a huge turn-on for some people. And we, we need to get Don Knotts one last paycheck before he goes to the grave. And <laughs> that's how you end up with Cats Don't Dance. I tried to look up anything, because this, this seems to be a specific enough vision that you would think that there Wait. would be one person saying, hey, we need to do a 1930s cat musical. Don Knotts was in this? Yeah, that's the terrible thing. I didn't re realize until a ways in, I was looking at Trey. Because there's the old turtle. And the yeah. old turtle, I thought, was played by Kenneth from 30 Rock, the page guy. Uh, who He was also the vacationer in uh, Saving Forrest Ackerman? Saving Silver... Saving Forrest Ackerman. <laughs> Saving Silver Forest Man, whatever the movie that was. But no, it was actually Don Knotts. It was like the last thing he ever did was be in this movie. It doesn't sound much no, like No, I Knotts. think he must have been so old that, like... Also, maybe he's so old he didn't feel like acting like Don Knotts. So instead of being like, mm. Gorsh! He was like, Gosh. <laughs> gee, I'm Don Knotts. I'm a turtle. Jiminy Jellikers. Yeah. Jiminy Jellikers. <laughs> exactly! Jiminy Jellikers. Jiminy Jellikers. Um, and so, yeah, there's, like, other than, like, this was made by Turner Animation... Um, and I guess the only other thing Turner Animation ever did was produce a giant fucking pile straight to video garbage like Tom and Jerry the movie. Uh, mm -hmm. and I guess, uh, right after, actually, I guess it was just as this movie was wrapping up production, 
uh, Ted Turner uh, decided to sell all of his businesses to Warner Brothers, and that's how you got Time Warner, that, that huge media conglomerate, which I guess just recently fell apart or something. But because Warner Brothers had its own slate of animation, had the, like, the, the Iron Giant and all this other stuff coming out, they were like, fuck this, we don't want more animated content out there competing with our shit. We're already having enough hard enough time dealing with Disney. We're just gonna bury this fucking movie. So this movie came out like in two theaters over the course of like yeah. a weekend. And it's, 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 it's unfair to call it a bomb because it never really got a real chance at release. It literally like came out like three theaters. I, I kind of remember the advertisements for it, I, I think. Never heard of this movie until like five years ago. Like Erica Moen yeah. and a couple other people in there, like "Cats Don't Dance" was an was a, like a, an influential part of my sexuality when I was twelve, and I'm like, "What the hell is Cats Don't Dance, and why is it so sexy?" <laughs> and now I've watched it, I'm like, "Man, you know, except mm, even even as far as '90s cartoons go, it's not sexy. No, it's not. It's actually There's... it's relatively well animated, though." It's yeah, no, looking. the animation's good. That's part of the weird thing about it. It feels like such fluff. And I, I describe it at the end of my notes. It feels like I'm walking into a, a webcomic six years in. Yeah. And there's all this lore and, and these characters are developed. And the art's really I'm, nice. I, but yeah. I, I'm showing up six years in and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck anybody... I don't know these, these characters. Did you see there's actually a webcomic out there with like that's beautifully drawn that is like an anthrop- uh, anthropomorphic like cat kingdom? It's like, but it is like a 1930s kind it's of thing. It's not surprising. But like, it's kind of like I wonder if they are inspired by Cats Don't Dance. But it's like this gorgeous. I think it's it's one of those comics where it takes like the creator like two months to draw a single page of the web comic because it's so like, I don't know if it's well written or anything. But it is like sexy cats and like 1930s Harlem and shit like that. Mm. And yeah, in this movie, ugh, it's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's not the, the, the content of the movie itself is so bad, but it starts off like like there's like a it feels like they tried to license Walking on Sunshine. Walking on Sunshine for the opening credits. Oh, hey, what the fuck is? Uh, I, it has, never mind. You already answered. <laughs> what? I'm already because I saw my first note was Turner feature animation the fuck yeah exactly you that's, explained that's, what that was that was my first note and like that's why i decided to have a preface because i actually did look yeah. it up and that's yeah i mean we technically were into the movie because like that's the first title card and yeah if you're an animation fan you're like what the f-? like we're animation fans well, and even they, we didn't know what the fuck this was they started telling it like a storybook there's this princess, oh i forgot and I sh- there's this peasant she's rich and famous and has a giant butler and everything she wants oh but she's a total bitch whore <laughs> that's kind of kind of the start yeah and then but this peasant from this small village is really cool and everybody loves him oh danny the pride of kokomo I get- oh he has a dream he's going to hollywood he's got a, a stick with a flag on it that says hollywood but for some reason it's spelled with a hollywood w W-U-D instead like of W-O-O-D and I was like, okay, so that's yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's the name of Hollywood in this universe, but then the next exact next, next like, frame is the Hollywood sign and it's spelled normally No, and he's, that just means he's fucking stupid Or they're just <laughs> I mean, he's paint, a cat They're just painting everyone from Indiana with a broad rush and just saying everyone from Indiana is a fucking moron. Although technically uh, this is uh, 1939 and it would have been known as Hollywood Land up until 1949 mm. <laughs> And as much as this movie is trying to take the piss out of Disney at the start with like, oh, most stories start with a princess, but this doesn't have that. This has... 
It, like, mm-hmm. he, he ends up in Hollywood, and it's, it's just as cheesy as the cheesiest Disney movie, because he gets to Hollywood, and he's all like, Hollywood's great! And this, like, goes on for, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie. Him just singing the song. I mean, I know the whole point is that he goes to Hollywood, and his ideals of what Hollywood is don't wash out. That's part of his his arc, yeah. arc in the movie, but, like, it's still, it just goes on for too long, and, like, it just... I hate narratives where they try to put such a gloss on Hollywood, and yeah. of course, while they're all doing this, there's all these cameos from all these old Hollywood stars. Both of us posted our well, notes. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold up, hold up. So hold on. Yeah. Okay. So the opening credits is him traveling across America I'm, on a bus. I'm watching it now. It's cool. Like his name shows up on a riverboat. It's all nicely designed and everything like that. It's yeah. great. It looks like a 1940s the, Disney cartoon. But you can't skip one of the most important things we made a note about, Bill. Songs by Randy Newman. Oh, Christ, and that's... <laughs> oh, no. Fuck Randy Newman. Just, no. Get... <laughs> now, he's done some decent stuff, I wouldn't but... know. All I really know is about Randy Newman, like, his couple songs that I knew about before Toy Story became a hit, and it's all like... I mean, that's the funny thing to make fun of Randy Newman now, because all the songs are... And every song I've heard of his since Toy Story, it just sounds like fucking Toy Story. And yeah. Well, he's definitely got a style. I, well, that's the thing. I can't really make fun of him just for having a specific style because I'm like a huge Tom Waits fan, and Tom Waits <laughs> only has it's one good. song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just a matter of taste at that point. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I was like, I should check out this Tom Waits Bill's always talking about. <laughs> I know. And then I listened to it, and I was like, I can't tell Bill what I think of this <laughs> man. <laughs> make him sad. This motherfucker get away with writing one song for 35 years. And tricking people that they it's like different <laughs> albums and shit but yeah so is there any you know what's funny because like i didn't realize it was going to be an honest to god well you know it starts off kind of an honest god musical because he gets to hollywood he gets off the fucking uh fucking not well well one sec yeah. i got a couple more notes how, did you notice <laughs> how many people worked on this this story yeah i just saw that it is like Six people and worked the on the story, story is and nothing. And four people worked on the screenplay. I'm only that is never a good sign. This well, I'm jumping forward a little bit to, to post podcast uh, uh, trivia. Um, mm. I guess this movie started off as somebody had the idea that like, you know what we we need to do Roger Rabbit, but it's gonna be Roger Rabbit with uh michael jackson and it's gonna be michael jackson in the 1940s mm. with all the warner brothers characters and somehow no i can find out no information about this on the internet how it transformed from that into this next thing you know like not seven years later because it's like yeah it was 1989 90 or something like that like someone at warner brothers came up with the idea of michael jackson plus us we'll, we'll make a mint and suddenly somehow over the course of like a decade it transformed into this so i'm assuming there must be like five different versions of this movie were eventually just kind of warped into no Michael Jackson, it's all animation, it's Scott Bakula, but, like, yeah, so who the fuck knows? That that, that does sound like a decade's worth of screen artists, because, yeah, this story is so, so fucking simple. It's like an Animaniacs episode. Yeah. But, yeah. No, that's not fair to Animaniacs. That's actually a good point. There's more twists and turns in your average, like, ten-minute episode of Animaniacs than there is in this, this thing, so... Not to say, yeah, so Cats Don't get... Dance isn't bad! It's just... It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. I feel bad. Anyone who who loves this movie is maybe listening to us. So apologies. We're not hating on it. It's just... It's for kids. It is for it's, kids. It's for babies. It's, it's... Well, is it, though? 
Uh, you know okay, well, get, you know hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. People who can't <laughs> so, speak and can't, like, escape. That's who So gets he gets off dance. the bus yeah. outside the Chinese theater. And there's a fucking... And, and starts singing about his dreams. Well, and there's, there's a like an with a baby with ice. a fucking baby penguin who's all fucking cute. And I was like, oh my god, that's, like, embarrassingly awful. I'm assuming that's just a one-off character. Nope, he's in the whole <laughs> fucking movie, but yeah. You gotta have the adorable side <sighs> Yeah, but fucking Scott Bakula just cat just starts singing just it's it's a big Broadway melody of like I love Hall Hollywood. Of... Streets are made of gold. I I'm so full of hope and excitement. Ugh. And again, I, I get the idea that they're just showing uh, what an idealist is before the he, the rug uh -huh. gets pulled out from beneath him. But it's like ten minutes. It goes on for way too long. Well, then, then we get a Jimmy Durante reference. <laughs> Bet like Betty David. Like even these kids in the kids in the nineties come running for those hot Durante references. Okay, I grew up with with older parents who watched yeah. the shit that they're referencing in this. Yeah. Fucking even I didn't give a shit about Jimmy Durante. I love Jimmy Durante. Even I'm like, who the he's fuck got a in, big, this, in this he's context? Got a, he's gives a fucking he's got a big nose and goes, ha, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> Which I love, he just pulls up in a car and that's it. There's no other gag or anything like that. It's uh -huh. just, and that's the thing, because whenever there's a ca cameo in this movie, the, the, the Hollywood star just shows up and the movie screeches to a halt just to show them. And then it picks up mm -hmm. again. And it's like... If I didn't know these stars, I'd be like, "Am I missing something? Is there something going on here? Like, what's? It's it's even worse he, than like the old Warner Brothers cartoons where they would do the same thing. Well, although at least those cartoons, usually the whole cartoon was about like Bugs Bunny's waiting tables at the Brown Derby. So it is nothing but like eight minutes of just like caricatures of people you've yeah. never seen before. He, Whereas this is he gets in a, <sighs> then he then he gets in a taxi where a, a white cat lady just misses getting it instead of him. Yeah. I wonder if she's gonna be important. And then yeah, well she's the only other more like, Hollywood sucking it so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of Hollywood sucking its own dick, and then <laughs> I gone with <laughs> I gone with the wind billboard, yeah. and then lore and hardy reference and i guess this movie was made for me in 1997 Have we, and no one else we still haven't done a laurel and hardy thing outside of the tin the toy soldier thing or whatever right the christmas thing yeah it's pretty much uh, their longer stuff isn't that great their yeah. shorts are all right but you see uh we're recording this uh, i guess uh, tomorrow there's supposed to be the first trailer for the new biopic that's coming out about them hmm. just a heads up but yeah so, so it, it, yeah it's all weird <sighs> Yeah, and I, that, that's this whole movie is I don't know who it's for because, <laughs> but then it's like they reference old timey shit like twice, and then the movie's set out of time pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, they don't lean on it. It's weird. There's inconsistencies. There's even inconsistencies like in the credits. There's like these parodies of movie posters that I'll get to. Oh later. well, what well, don't? Yeah, we will get to that, good <laughs> sir. You can tell so... that the lad only had the rights to a couple movies for that shit. That was fucking tired. So he also yeah. in, inadvertently causes the lady cat to spill her coffee and burn the feather off her hat and fall into a fountain all because he's so happy yeah. and oblivious to the world and just all of oh, his head's in the clouds and he goes into a talent agency. I wonder if she works there. <laughs> Specifically, it took me a while to realize like, this Hollywood is not just filled with animal. I should have realized, because all the big Hollywood star cameos that we see, they're obviously humans. And so it's not just, like, a yeah. normal talent agency. It's a, for, for cat. It's, it's a talent agency for animal actors. Yeah. Which, maybe I was, like, checking my email and I missed the sign on the door or something like that. But, yeah, he goes in there, he starts telling everyone he's got this list about how 
He's got this five-day plan where he's going to get rich and famous by, like, Friday. Yeah, yeah. by Friday, he should have his first big break. Still. And then Fuck it, Scott agents. Bakula. You deserve better. <laughs> Darla Dimple needs two cats for her next Noah's Ark motion picture. Yeah. He's got one now. I wonder who the oh, other cat really might be. It's the whole be. plot of the movie, isn't it? It's just like, mm -hmm. oh my god, yeah. And it, it, it just is weird seeing, like, cigars in the I did appreciate the, uh, that. Scene. This is, like, the last, like, at, like, last domain of where you can kind of see even, someone smoking like this in a, in a kid's phone. Danny the cat, Danny the cat has one in his mouth. It's not, it's not lit. It's just there, but it's still weird. Danny the cat? Yeah, really? the main character. Oh, Desi, yeah, he's got a cigar. That. He's got a cigar in his mouth. It's not lit, oh, okay. but after yeah, you he definitely signs wouldn't the contract, see that today. That's for damn sure. So, uh, Deja needs another cat. Who could it be? Oh, what's the There's lady cat, Sawyer? He bargains with her. Is they're they're trying? I feel like they're trying to do the fast quit, uh, like his girl Friday and shit like that. But it doesn't really work. Yeah, that's the 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 script for this movie is not that clever. It's not terrible, but like, yeah, they're obviously trying. Well, to I go think for... it's also they probably didn't have people recording in the same booth at once, yeah. and you can't do quick back and forth uh, unless people are in the same like recording together. Uh, one of the major bits of trivia I found out about this movie, I guess whoever was originally supposed to star as the, the sexy lady cat in this movie, she backed out after all the animation was done for that character. Mm. And so they got Jasmine Guy, who was the star of uh, the NBC TV series at the time, the, A Different World. She came in and looped all that dialogue after the animation was done. And she did a good job, because I would have never expected that, like, that animation wasn't drawn to her performance, because it's really that good. That seems like some shit that you would have, like, yeah. <laughs> had in the contract. If you finish recording your lines and that movie's animated, you can't It's back in there. Out. You can't, like, yeah, you can't force, yeah. You well, did all the work, and now you don't, you want to go? Okay. Yeah, especially somebody as litigious as, like, Ted Turner, you think you'd have that shit nailed down. Especially if you've done, like, most of the role. If, like, bring in, a, like, a fucking voice double to, to like, do the rest of it. And yeah. Keep, uh, it's, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, but so, it's, but it, it's it, kind of surprising it's is... as good as it, like, they're, they're, they're kind of patois with each other as, as good as it is, but, yeah. But this is the first scene where it's just, like, it, everything feels off. Yeah. Like, they're trying to make jokes that nobody gets references for I and stuff. No, for me, you've never seen the Hudsucker Proxy, right? No. Well, which man? I don't want to push it for Tired of the Party, but no, it's on my uh, list. I had, it just it was on sale on iTunes just a couple days ago for like five bucks, so I picked it up and just rewatched it. And like that, that is totally what you think this movie would be, where it'd be like the fastest girl Friday, blah, 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 and the design, everything like that. And watching this just a couple days after watching the Hudsucker Proxy again, like this, this it's the it's the dumbed down kids version of that. But it's not even trying that hard to be like that too at the same time. Because once they establish it's, like, 1939 Hollywood, like, all the other efforts to kind of make it look like that stuff kind of disappears a little bit. Like, it's, like, in terms of the character behaving, all the characters and stuff behave like they would in, like, a normal animated film from, like, the mid-90s. So, like, yeah, you don't get yeah. any kind of like that, ah, schmittish, eh? And it, it gets even more baffling when he gets to the movie studio backlot and everything just... I like it feels like they're trying to do a Roger Rabbit thing where yeah. he's moving around on the back but it it doesn't just, it doesn't go. Yeah. It doesn't go. It doesn't go far enough. It's, yeah. It, there's like, I don't know. So man, much more room weird. to have fun with this idea, but like it's all very flat. Yeah. Again, I think it's everyone just the first just want to fuck these characters. I think that's the only enduring legacy of this film, but we got I I got tricked into making you watch this. Let's put it that way. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> 
Hey, it was short. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah, they had, the they penguin, got the yeah they the got penguin the, the penguin from there is also back earlier is also back. Pudge. And, and and also some of the other characters that were in the agency. There's like an old goat, a fish. Which why does there need to be a fish in a Noah's Ark movie? Yeah. Oh, they do like they sneak in like 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 a, a little bit of a drinking alcoholic thing joke with her with the, with the mm. fish because she's all like yeah. Hey. I need a drink. I thought it was cute. Uh, and uh, the turtle who apparently was Don that, Knotts. Well, yeah, that's yeah. I thought it was somebody just doing a bad Don Knotts impersonation, but nope. Yep. So he, they all get on set and they costumes, and Danny gets his lines or line. It's one yeah, line. Yeah, that's it's right. Meow. Yeah. He is shocked at at this being his only line, and it's, what an asshole. Yeah. Well, he, he's probably like, gonna he's probably gonna ad lib and ruin everything. He couldn't fucking spell out, the name of the town right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> find out expect? that the little girl Darla Dimples is a total bitch, and they start singing and and. He's <sighs> <laughs> so too enthused with this. And I I hate Darla Dimples introduced, and I hate how much. And it, it she's not the only character. Like this character design exists in so many things. Is like, like a, a fucking Tiny Toons character that looks just like this? Yeah, it's uh, Elvira. Oh, it is? And okay, al yeah. And also, there's Baby Doll from Batman the Animated Series, which is even more so. Did we, did we watch the episode with that? That sounds familiar. I don't think so. But it's still, it's um, kind of like like evil girl in the body of like a little baby. Like, yeah. Yeah, fat little legged, um, purely but I, I motherfucker. Don't, I don't like how much they constantly just flash her her pantaloons or panties or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they're fat, it's like, weird. meat sack legs. And... Yeah, I'm sure that turns on someone out there is like, that's like a sexual awakening watching Darla Dimple for the first time, but yeah. Mm, gross. But the, she gets, she gets, I think she may get more screen time on this movie than anyone else in the film too, which is weird. Yeah, they thought they really had something with yeah, her. Yeah, which I can kind of see. I mean, she is kind of amusing, but like, it's she's so mean-spirited though. She kind of sucks, and sucks not, the air out of the rest of the But also not, not in a good enough way yeah. where you're like, I get why she's a villain. She's just kind of mean now and then. And This movie, I feel like it could have been <laughs> 10 or 20 minutes longer if they just gave some character development. There's no character development for anybody in this no, movie. Like, like, you're just expected to know these characters. All the characters except Darla Dimple are like paper thin, and Darla Dimple—it's not like Dar Darla Dimple's any more well developed than the other characters, but she just gets a mammoth amount of screen time. And yeah. whereas like the main character, Dot, yeah, you know, fucking, uh, yeah, fucking <sighs> Scott Bakula, like he's just paper thin, just idiot the whole movie. And mm -hmm. the girl's just girl until she's then also girlfriend, and that's yep. it. Like there's no other. So just, yeah. Yeah, so Darla Dimple sings about each animal, and they, they make this sound, and they say their one line. But, of course, Danny oversings and steps in front of other animals who are saying their line, and meow, meow, meows in front of them. What an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I know I know we're supposed to be on his side, and he's supposed to be all, Oh, Dad's well, got big dreams, but fucking follow directions. Is this your first time performing? What yeah, are you if doing? You, like, this, this, is, this is not a Hollywood thing. This is like if you have ever been part of any kind of performance ever with other people. Like, what, yeah. like was has he never been in a stage production in fucking Kokomo, Indiana? Like, you would get fucking murdered for doing this shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? He, 
he even sings over the star of the movie. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, you're like rooting for Darla Dimple. You're like, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. The fucking bus is right there. Get your ass back to fucking Muncie, you piece of shit. Yeah. So she starts going off. You're walking around in front of my lights. Da, 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 da. Yeah, her, oh. her veneer cracks, and you see the what the monster she really is. And yeah, and so it was it was it was weird that uh, um, Christian Bale based his whole rant on the shit <laughs> she said in this movie. He's a huge was fan like, of this film. Nobody, nobody knows <laughs> this. Nobody knows this movie. So he was able to lift exactly, it wholesale yeah. from this movie. He, he was just reciting Cats Don't Dance, but was too embarrassed to tell the media that that's what he was doing. Like, like the two Cats Don't Dance fans out in the audience who could actually, like, who heard that tape were like, hey, that sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she freaks out and, like, yeah. She, yep. She, and then uh, she hates animals, especially that it's one. It's random that she Danny. hates animals. I guess somebody, like, online was trying to link it back to, like, there was the rumor, I guess, back in the 1930s that... I never thought about this, but of course this would be a rumor. That people had rumored that... <laughs> uh, oh, God! Shirley Temple! People had... Th- there was a rumor going around that Shirley Temple was, like, an alcoholic 40-year-old dwarf who hated animals. And, like, <laughs> specifically the hated animals part. It's just, like... What? I guess anything like that would show her up, and I guess that this is supposed to be parodying that rumored personality of Shirley Temple's that she was like, like yeah, like a fucking forty-year-old Latvian drug drunken dwarf or something like that. Like, of which course. obviously that's not true. She's actually a little girl. She wound up growing up and older. It's not like they went through fourteen <laughs> replacement Shirley uh, Temple's, but. Oh my god. They didn't? Ah, that would be great if you go back and you realize, like, hey, you know what? I just realized no one of these Shirley Temples are exactly the same. There's like, one has a dimple over here, one, the other one's two, two inches shorter. Like, what the fuck is going on? The other one has a slight Latvian accent for no reason. Like, yeah. Like, replacing so, a family pet. Danny hits a lever on accident and, and, um,. And causes her to go flying all around, which makes her call for her butler, Max. There is a great World War II dive bomber cam through Darla's halo ring thing, where she's, like, swinging towards, the, like, the, the director and things, and like, I thought that was a cute gag. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, But yeah, her, yeah the, her fucking butler, Max, shows up, who's this giant, like, fucking King Kong ape of a dude. Yeah. King Kong Frankenstein. Hey, just makes a giant hole in the wall. Yeah. And- Walks under the set with a dramatic choir singing. And he cracks his knuckles, picks up Danny, and says, How does the kitty go? And Danny says, Meow. And he says, Very good. The animation yeah, on his follow, lips is pretty fo- great, though, because, like. Follow directions, asshole. I love when he says, like, good, like his lips kind of unsealed to say good across the surface yeah. of his mouth. Uh, in, in Emperor's New Groove, there's, uh, the villain of that movie has a bodyguard who's not quite like this bodyguard, but there's a similar dynamic where the bodyguard's, like, a source of a lot of the, the, the humor in the movie, and mm-hmm. the villain is kind of, like, a hysterical, angry lady, kind of like, like, all the, yeah, yeah in, in, in Emperor's, Emperor's New Groove, it's a, it's a decrepit old lady as opposed to, like, a screaming baby monster like this, but there's a similar dynamic with the villains in that movie in this, but, yeah, Max, yeah, fucking what, like, just, like, not even punches uh, Danny, but just, like, flicks his thumb at him and drives him into the ground, and that's it. Yeah, then he, well, I, I the one thing I, I kind of, I think it's the, 
funny. The only thing that I actually enjoyed in this movie is he walks back out the hole that he makes <laughs> yeah. and just kind of scoops away in a flash of light yeah. and dust and smoke. And that was probably the only real part of this movie that <laughs> made me chuckle. Which, yeah, that's not good. I have like an hour and 14 minutes. Like, that, that's... <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, uh, later, uh, everybody's making fun of Danny, rightfully so. Uh, but the hippo lady feels bad. And, and then yeah, Sawyer Yeah, they're actually outright mocking Danny at that point, not just like, yeah. 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 And he, so Sawyer goes and talks to him, the cat lady does. And he's confused. Did I hit a sour note? What happened back there? This stupid, this yeah. stupid motherfucker doesn't even realize what he did. Yeah. The fuck are you trying to cut? What are you doing? The fact that the, the white sexy cat lady is sympathetic at all to him rather than slapping the shit out of him makes her seem stupider. Like, even though yeah. she's more than right because she understands, like, you fucked up, but he's all like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> and the fucking Pudgy the fucking penguin shows up and is fucking. Oh my <laughs> god, I thought they were gonna, like, like, it almost seems like a character out of a fucking. Who's the guy whose cartoons I hate? <laughs> The guy, um, uh, it's, um, uh, Ralph Bakshi. Ralph Bakshi. It almost seems like a, like a parody of a Disney character in a Ralph Bakshi movie. This is this Pudge character. So, so cute. And he talks like a baby and he's got like a little orphan's hat on. And and I, and this is the part I realized, like, he's going to become the fucking Quantum Leap's like fucking surrogate, like partner. And they're going to, and like, he has to teach him how to fucking dance. And it's just, oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> when people like this, like I'm watching it right now, and this looks like a parody of when people talk about shitty talking animals in movies. This looks like a, like a parody of what you think that would look like. Well, Ugh. before the penguin comes up, like Sawyer's talking to him, and he's like, "What?" Sawyer is a great name for a lady, sexy oh, lady cat, by the way. That is, I do give a hat tip to that. Hmm. And she's like, "It's not that simple." And he's like, "It was in Kokomo." And she's like, "Maybe you should have stayed there." Yeah, probably. Exactly. That's the fucking lesson you learn. Go back, and that's it. Yeah, you fucked. You done fucked up, kid. So the, then the penguin comes up to him, and he's, he's just like, "That was great, and I want to dance like you," and, and tries to do it. And Danny's like, "No, no, it's more like this." And he shows him. I'm assuming this is like the Gene Kelly input showing off right here a little bit or something. Yeah. Heartwarming. No. And then it's... and then Danny wonders, hey, where's that music coming from that we're dancing to? And they Part follow it, it to a, like... a decrepit-looking, ratty-ass trailer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, well, I was going to say, this is kind of like the one big part of the movie. You get to see Danny actually do like a real soft shoot kind of routine. But the way he's mm -hmm. designed, he looks like a fucking dick and balls that got turned into a cat. So you can't really see what his legs and feet are doing. He's just kind of doing little kicky, spinny dance moves. And it's only yeah. later on when the white cat does uh, like a big song and dance number where her like her proportions are drawn to be more anthropomorphic that you kind of you kind of actually see how they would have had to had to have talked to a dance person specifically to see yeah. what what they should have her do. But like, yeah, this is the one like he dances, but it's all just like not, I mean it's not it's well animated, but it's not like you're not it, you wouldn't be you you wouldn't suspect that fucking Gene Kelly had like advised on the dancing no. as well. But anyway, yeah, they find out. What was his What was his advisement? Make the cats dance, okay, <laughs> don't Gene? Don't fuck it up. Make the <laughs> fucking give one left foot and one right foot. And make sure you don't <laughs> have a trip on each other. The fuck you asking me for? I'm gonna be dead in six weeks. But yeah, then they find so, there's a fucking gypsy fucking caravan thing inside like yeah. another part of the soundstage. 
with the, an elephant who dresses up like a woolly mammoth because which is the, like the MGM lion. Yeah, that's that this whole studio is supposed to be like MGM down to like the the owner of the studio being like instead of Louis B. Mayer, it's like Louis B. Mammoth or some shit like that. Yeah. LB Mammoth, and yeah. he recognizes Danny and is like, Oh, you're the guy who caused all that trouble. Oh, jolly good show. I think this is Salah from Indiana Jones and the Temple of... Not... Wait, no, not the Raiders of the Lost Yeah, Earth. you're correct. Yeah, yeah you're also right. Also Gimli it from is. Lord of the Rings, yeah. Yep. He's talking about peanut and, tea. Mm-hmm, the, and the, the Star of Sliders. The hit oh, shit! Show. <laughs> I'm surprised he and Danny don't and, get a fist fight about who's the best syndicated time traveler. <laughs> So, uh, sliders? And so should we do sliders like, someday? If you know no. that much about sliders, you can be my guide from one reality to the next. No, okay. and so uh, he's like, Oh, he wants some tea, and then it's funny because when he rocks around the trailer, everything slides side to side. And this gag it's all goes on. This is like, there's enough time spent on this gag as anything else in the whole film, and it just goes on for fucking ever. Like, it, it yeah. does, it's no plot thing, and this character really does has nothing else to contribute to this whole film. It's just, the dude's fat, and the thing shifts around, and fucking Quantum Leap and fucking Jiggy Piggy Penguin have to fucking deal with it. Oh! Chilly Willy. Chilly Willy, yeah. Chilly Willy! Chilly Willy! Chilly Willy! So, what the he hell used the right music. Where was Chilly Willy? I don't know, somebody... Uh, anyway, yeah, we're trying to get through this, If I yeah. could think about it, I could get through But, uh, uh he to, used to write music for the movies, but then they oh, just that's right. yeah, wanted yeah. him to put on the tusks and be a mammoth and go... <laughs> and he has the photos of the other main characters we've seen in the movie so far with their Yeah, their glory days. And shit. Yeah. Even Sawyer. Wow, she wanted to be a dancer. I never would have guessed. Considering, the, like, that, the, the shelf life of animals... Like, I'm assuming this all was only, like, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Danny's confused. He thought Hollywood was always looking for talent, and the elephant's like, Yes, yes, talented people, not animals. Unless... I... Is this movie trying to, like, draw, like, a, uh, an equivalency between this and, like, black people in the 1930s and It 40s? sure as fuck feels like Because it seems it. like they're trying to make a point, but, like, the point is so model Like, they never, like, make the leap to, like, say if they're trying to make a point other than, like... Because there's, there's hierarchy. And, like, yeah. even later, you see animals, like, in a soup line and stuff, and there seems to be a class issue here. But it's not articulated mm -hmm. in any kind of interesting way. It's just, like, oh, it sucks to be an animal. <laughs> Um, do you think they'd be more worried about the fact that everyone on the lot is eating <laughs> animals or, like, other than just, like, you know, I think jobs would be the least of their issues, but, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so, um, he's like, they won't tell people not animals unless, unless they can remind them of why they came there in the first place. And that's what Danny says. And then the next day, there's a casting call for a Tarzan movie, but they only need two of something. I don't know. Yeah, something. And the rest can go home. So, and a, a joke is made about the turtle going, oh, I guess I'll go home and clean, and he just goes inside his, his shell, and you hear a vacuum, That's like and I laugh. one joke that turtle guy gets. It's like Don Knotts' last joke ever. How did they not have him play a fish as a little nod to, like, Mr. Limpet? You think he'd be, come on, it's one animated le legacy, but... Yeah, but if Don Knotts is going to be any animal, it's going to be a turtle. Well, especially when he's 94. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. What else? Yeah, I'm sure. So, the fucking, does Danny do some shit? 
So yeah, he jumps up and starts to sing about how if they all all work together, they can make their dreams come true. And, oh, if they all work right. together, yeah. And, and they this sing is, and this is the part I and noticed. The sac- oh, go ahead. Can I continue? Uh, this is part of the movie where I noticed they do this the thing where like characters will start off kind of gray colored, and as soon as like Danny touches yeah. them or hands them an instrument, they suddenly like turn very like, vibrant. Which is, like, mm-hmm. an interesting, like, you know, animation trick, but they kind of lean on it too heavily in this movie that it actually becomes noticeable. Uh, even yeah. to a first view, uh, first viewer like me, I was like, well, they keep on doing that trick throughout the film, which gets a little... Yeah. Like, the moment you see a character standing there, and they're kind of, like, gray-colored, you know he's going to touch them, they're going to spring to life, and they're going to start doing, like, you know, jazz hands or some shit like that, but yeah. But yeah. yeah, he's, like, and throwing it's... banjos at people and shit. Yeah, and it's a half an hour into this movie... And Danny has had zero character development no. aside from just being, wow, yeah. Hollywood. That's, and he's like that throughout the end of the film. He has no character arc. He's just, I guess Hollywood has the character arc because they didn't realize how valuable animals are. And I guess maybe Sawyer has. But no, he's just, I fucking hate Danny. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. And so uh, Dimples is getting beauty treatment inside of wherever the fuck she is. I don't know. Yeah, something, and, something. And Max is doing it, and and here's the music outside, and he's like, "What's that racket?" And then uh, even Sawyer is typing on a typewriter to the beat of the music in the office. Oh no! Oh, yeah. And then she goes down to the ground on a fire escape and stuff, and Danny tells her to dance with them, and he heard she's a natural, and she's like, "Fucking give it up! He'll never get to dance in the movies." And he says, who says anything about movies? We're just having fun. And they say, he came so close to saying the title of the movie. Oh, yeah. Which is it's just kind of a really random title for this movie, too. Because no one, yeah. This, I guess yeah, I, I, it would have been more accurate to say animals don't dance. But I guess that's less indicative of what the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Either. Whatever. Whatever, so, uh... Oh, there's a funny part where Max the butler starts hit, wiggling his hips, though, to the music. Because, like, well, Darla we'll, leaves we'll to there. go, we'll like, see what the hell's going Bilbo. on. Bilbo. Bilbo. What's that? Dimple sees what they're doing and laughs about it. <laughs> I, well, but then I'm she looks, it. Off okay, to the, yeah. <laughs> looks to the side, and Max the butler's kind of shaking his hips and dancing, and then she's like, Max! And he stops, and who cares? Well, if he's dancing and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So then Sawyer dances and Danny dances and it's animated well, but aside from that, it's not engaging. So okay. yeah, there's one of the few parts because, like I said, the uh, the, the lady is a little more anthropomorphic. You can kind of see how Gene Kelly would have been more involved in 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 the, yeah. this stuff. But yeah. So they, oh, yeah, that's right. they Danny finish. ends up in a zoot suit too, which kind of brings up some class racial issues here too. But yeah. Anyway, uh, they finish. Sawyer says the uh, Sawyer says the dancing is a waste of time. Danny asks if, what if I could get you an audition with LB Mammoth, the head of Mammoth Studios? Yeah, what if you could do that? That's a hell of, I mean, I guess his plan's working out, like, on the second day. He's already got someone saying, hey, do you want this thing you've wanted your entire life? Hey, Bill, do you remember the movie we watched where somebody lies about getting somebody else an audition? Oh, no. I had to think about it. It took me quite a while. Try to think of anything with like any kind of show business tangent that's not Roger Rabbit. Um, yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. No, I, I, isn't it a plot point in uh, Anchors Away? 
Man, you're asking the wrong person. You know what? That's not about <laughs> right, though. Because, like I said, all the Gene... Wait, that's not Gene Kelly, though. That's Fred Astaire and, uh... No, that's Gene Kelly. That is Gene, Gene Kelly? Kelly. Oh, okay. Gene Kelly and Old Blue Eyes. Uh, you know, I, I, with all the musicals that we've watched, I'm sure that had to have been a plot point, like, here or there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, uh... What's his name? Uh, Blue Eyes. Uh, Sinatra? Sinatra lies to a lady and is like, I'll get you an audition with the top agent audition, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't, like, fucking Gene Kelly in, in Summer's Away or whatever the hell, like, promise to get, like, Judy Garland an audition with a pig or something like that? Like, yep, that's what happened. I can't, well, I can't remember what the name of that movie was. Su Summerstock. Summerstock, okay, yeah. So, uh... But yeah, this we already kind of hit the middle of the plot of the movie, because, like, the plot from here is pretty much things go wrong at the edition, and then, like, then the animal yeah. actors have to make up for it, and that's the end of the movie. So, yeah. So, uh, he says, who knows, maybe he'd appreciate real talent. And the old goat says, after nothing but Darla, he has to be starving for it. And she, she's, that makes Dimple, Darla Dimple so mad, she cooks that mud mask off her face that she was listening to them get mad. And I, I get that nobody notices her, but nobody notices the 20-foot-tall butler behind her. Yeah, I know that she needs some muscle to actually be threatening, but yeah, I mean, it's a cartoon for two-year-olds. I hate to do that because I hate to be dismissive about basic plot stuff because it's like, oh, it's a cartoon for kids, but like... It, this really is a cartoon for kids. Yeah, there's like... I, I, get, I hate to say that, too. This, this movie is beautifully designed and animated in parts, but just in terms yeah. of like the story they're telling is so fucking simple. It's just... Yeah, it's not worth. I <laughs> I made a hey, note. Bill, it Bill, it took six people to make this move. This story that simple. <laughs> Seriously, Jesus Christ! Oh my God! It took like two of those people had to kill the other the other six and like throw them with their bodies in the dumpster. I made a note that this. Do you ever see videos about the failed like Disney Hollywood dark ride called Superstar Limo? Maybe. It was. I guess it was sure. a ride for like MGM Studios and Disney. That must be Orlando, right? Uh, Disney World, I guess. I guess it's one of the yeah. most reviled Disney rides that ever uh, that ever got built. It lasted for barely a year, and it was a mm. terrible thing. Where it's like a dark ride where you're put like into this little cab, and you have to go like on this little dark ride tour of like uh, fucking fake ass Hollywood, where it's kind of filmed. man. How about yeah? Oh, how about it's got to be that it's worse than some of the shit at Epcot That's Center, Well, that's what people you, say, but like... You literally yeah. sit on a boat and look at vegetables. On YouTube, just look up Superstar Limo, and I've only heard of it through YouTube for people talking about this is the most reviled piece of shit ride Disney ever came up with. Just because it's mm. all, like, shitty Hollywood jokes and just kind of crappy art design. It's all like, hey, it's Whoopi Goldberg, and... Yeah, I think that's, there's a problem where people in Hollywood kind of, like overestimate how much other people give a shit about Hollywood. <laughs> and so you kind of get movies like this a little bit. And rides like Superstar Limo. But anyway, but there's going to be on an edition. We will return after these messages. You can do anything. This if spring, Turner Feature Animation introduces you to some new characters you'll love. Ah! In a story that could only happen in the movies. It's about a cat named Danny. He's got a dream. He's going to Hollywood. Hollywood, where the streets are paved with gold. And he's ready to dance his way to the top. So join Danny. 
I guess we're gonna be the only two cats on the ark, huh? Sawyer. So much for preserving the species. Tilly. I hear hippos are very, very big on Broadway. They're big everywhere, darling. Wooly. And Pudge. Uh-oh, I'm busted. Along with all of their incredibly hilarious and entertaining new friends. And... Darla Dimple, child star extraordinaire. I am an angel. And her faithful assistant, Max. Max! Yes, Miss Dimple. But what Danny doesn't know is she's the only star who can keep all his dreams from coming true. I hate animals! Especially that one! With new songs by Grammy Award winners Randy Newman and Natalie Cole. Nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna stop audiences everywhere from enjoying a brand new world of animated fun, excitement, and adventure. See you in the movies. Cats don't dance. Please, you kind of speechless. Don't Later today, we're gonna party with Mighty Mouse. Right after Pee-wee. Well, um, this is me. what if he could get her on it? Okay, that's what it is. So, um, so Sawyer tells Danny, yeah, you're dreaming. And he says, so was she a few minutes ago. And that gets her right into old feelings. Oh, yeah. She, can, she gets her feelings and she walks off. And the penguin asks Danny, can you really get her an audition with Mammoth? And he says, it's worth a try. And once she sees us, there'll, there'll be a whole new set of stars in this town. Oh. <laughs> it like Darla the tells. the Muppets take Manhattan, too. And even that, that, one, that, that's not necessarily the best, one of the better Muppet movies, but anyway. And then yeah. Darla tells Max, invite that cat to tea. Yeah, and they're doing that like, thing where she's trying to be cheerful, but she's also, like, falling apart at the edges. Which is, you yeah. know, from an animation perspective, it's kind of funny to see, but, like, yeah. And she does, there's, aside from him ruining one scene in one shot of a movie that they probably could just redo, she she doesn't have a reason to be this bad at these animals. Yeah, especially and, they're fucking and animals. And she doesn't even, they're she doesn't even say, I don't think she even says, like, it's that cat or anything. Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't even act like she recognized him. They're fucking animals. They're already this fucked up underclass that you eat on a regular <laughs> basis. How much more do you have to destroy these these poor fucking animals? But anyway, yeah. So later, he Danny's at her pink house, and she offers him animal crackers, and he doesn't want any. I do like so she's she like biting it. their heads off. Yeah, threatening. Yeah. Them. And she says she's sorry for how Max treated him the other day, and she wants to make it up to him. Uh, isn't there anything she can do? Like, maybe someone she can introduce him to? Oh, and she no! gets weirdly aggressive yeah. with it, and her red eyes are twitching, and everything off about this movie feels off somehow. Like, the production values are there, but nothing flows correctly. Yeah. The jokes don't land. It's... It, and if, this whole movie feels like they're killing time, and it's only, a, like, barely and over an hour. There's a real overuse of sound effects? Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's too many cartoony sound effects. In the, I mean, it's weird to say because it's a cartoon, but it. But yeah, I know what you mean. But there's this kind of certain, like, for a decent animated film, you expect a certain kind of standard quality of sound design. And this, yeah. again, this movie's a little bit like 
I don't want to compare it to Tiny Toons because Tiny Toons is actually good. But you know what I mean? It's a little more. It's a, it's yeah. a little like like Fox Kids. It's more like a Nickelodeon show. The last one you season. See, you would know more about that because I like uh, Nickelodeon. It was I never really saw that. I didn't, but yeah, I there's didn't something. Either. That's why I'm using it as a reference. Off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. hard to say. This is like very specifically bad, but like yeah. Hmm. Anyway, but yeah, so, this gives uh, fucking Darla. Dimple an excuse to have her big musical number of the film as she's talking about how she's a star, yeah. I guess. I can't remember what the point of the song is. He wonders if there's any way he she could get Mammoth to watch the animals perform. And she says, of course, they could do a number in her movie and they can use her soundstage and costumes and blah, blah, blah. And you can tell she's evil because she bites the head off a cow cookie. A cookie. And then he... And then he starts brainstorming ideas. Oh, the elephant could even play the piano. Which uh, gives him like a musical sting and uh, a drawing of Darla that sure feels like they were trying to make a great joke, but it, it doesn't again, land. Yeah, she's like looking at him, but like, and it, and it hangs for a while. And I mean, this already world where that's already where everyone's already used to the idea of like singing and dancing animals. I don't know why, like the fact that he mentioned like feel, he knows an elephant could play I piano feel, is supposed to be such a big. I feel like if she had said elephant. Piano, he doesn't have fingers. Even like if she had said or... he doesn't have fingers, it would have it would have landed better. But or if they had suggested yeah. the elephant had any kind of a history with Darla, Darla would be like, "Who? What? Like, you know?" I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But she 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 got to give the people what. <laughs> well, she he asks for her advice, and she's like, "You really want it?" He says he does. So Max pulls a rope, and the table turns into a piano, and the song starts up about you got to give the people what they want. Or you end up back at Kokomo. They like it big. They like it loud. Big and loud. Yeah, this goes on and for five minutes. Maybe, maybe get a little jazzy sometimes. And Max That's says, got a nice little beat. And I'm actually watching it now. There's a well, nice little... When it first starts off, the camera kind of revolves around the piano while she's first, like, starting the song, which is technically well done. But yeah, again, yeah. it's just... Yeah. I don't like the line where Max says, Get hot, Miss Dimple. No Is thanks. Is that what he says? I, no. I had to rewind it because, like, okay. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure that's what he says. I couldn't what, imagine what, what else he says. Yeah, I don't want to hear that talk in my movie. <laughs> Ew, my fat little pig-legged. Oh God, I don't want to think about it. Motherfucker. Yeah. So make it big and loud and shit. Short song, but okay. Yeah. And then she says she'll get shit ready, but to keep it between them, she doesn't like to advertise her charitable work. So after Danny leaves, she calls someone on the phone to see if the press conference is still at the same time it was. She told Danny they'd be performing at Evil. Yeah, like Friday at 3 she, p.m., which also happens to be the same day that uh, Danny was expecting to become a star. So it's all going to work out in the end, right on schedule. Mm. So then uh, she sings about she reprises big and loud about how evil she is. And yeah. so far, we the most evil thing she do is seen her kind of yell, uh, be mean, kind of mean to somebody who was overstepping his role like a fucking asshole. But, OK, yeah, but like even right now, I think we've seen way more Darla Dimple than we've actually seen of any of the main characters. It's just. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because like, she gets to reprise her own number after the number ends. Oh, there's a great bit where she's talking about how much she hates the cats and she draws little stick figures of the cats on her. A uh, boudoir uh, mirror with a lipstick, and when she draws the hearts, like her hand squiggles because she's so filled with rage. And it's actually a nice animation touch, and you actually get to see well, the this, squiggles. Well, this song number is probably the best animation in the movie. Yeah, it's 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 like really Broadway production. It's, it's really good. But oh yeah, and then like the stick figures come to life, and it's the fucking Sawyer and Danny like in green, and yeah, it's all like Fantasia, like it's all gets all impressionistic and weird and stuff like that. And not impressionistic, yeah. surrealist. But yeah. 
So, uh, then later, Danny's getting everything ready for the audition performance thing, and Sawyer comes in, and she's like, I smell a rat, and... And they're like, here's your costume, put it on. And she's like, I don't want to get involved. And she won't do it. Nope, can't do it. She can't believe to do it. And then, and then she's doing it. Shouldn't she be at work at the talent agency if she doesn't want to be involved in this production? Why, why is she even there? Yep. Yeah. So they all load up on the ark, ready to jump out and scare the shit out of Mammoth when it's time to perform for him. <laughs> but then Max ties up the baby penguin who's controlling the lights or whatever and... As the press conference starts outside, a mammoth talks about how everything is all about you the mean, dimple. Uh, oh yeah, mammoth. That's right. Because I forgot to name the studio after the mammoth, and that's the whole. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. LB mammoth. Yeah. And uh, uh, here's how you make her shit: have a cute, cuddly creature in jeopardy, like this penguin is in jeopardy. It's all tied up. Have two. Add two parts perky determination. And then she yells for Max to turn on the sprinklers and. And I, I'll give the movie this. I have no fucking idea what her plan is at this point. Yeah. I am absolutely lost like, in what she's doing. She's like an evil scientist lab gear, but she's also having Max, like, override all the equipment for this Noah's Ark flood thing. And yeah, it is all... It's not confusing, but it is, yeah, you're not quite sure what, she, what the hell she's trying to do. Like, at first I thought maybe she was trying to electrocute everybody. Because like, she yeah. gets Max to spin up this like big electrical machine and all this stuff. And yes. It is Sprinkling clever and how the movie... Innocence. It is clever how the movie intercuts between, yeah, Louis B. Mayer, Louis B. Mammoth, whatever, talking about how great she is in between her... You see her and Max doing all these horrible things to destroy all these innocent animals. But, yeah. yeah. More water. A pinch of thunder. Yeah. Uh, itsy bitsy dads of lightning. Mix it all together. What do you get? And he opens the soundstage door and a wall of water just hangs that there before great. crashing down. That's pretty great. The moment it hangs is pretty awesome. Yep. Crashes down on top of everybody. and This is like the budget for half the film we're just spending this one All sequence. the enemies sail off the lot as Danny tries to steal the prop arc that they're all on. Yeah. and. The hippo lady throws an anchor out back and snags LB and Mammoth and the director and Sawyer and Danny argue, which is amazing, and then it's kind of like moonlighting. Yeah. And, then, and they're arguing so much they end up crashing the the arc and they end up going through like a the, the, the costume department and so uh, mm -hmm. Louis B. Mayer and all the other guys end up being dressed like hula girls and shit like that and fucking Sawyer and Don Danny are still arguing over the controls for the arc and they like it goes on yeah it just goes yeah and they keep on arguing to the point that it's like okay this has gone from being cute and like like will they won't they to being like you guys are gonna kill yourselves just fucking turn the wheel one direction or the other but yeah so that they it finally everything finally calms all down yeah they crash through a build like like it looks like scrooge mcduck's money vault or something like that but yeah then everything comes to a halt though and yeah no one's dead but they've like fucked up a big chunk of the studio yep so uh finally and then mammoth is like you animals will never nibble kibbles in this town again all the animals are fired wait wait you got movies need animals what are you doing yeah they kick danny out and like literally all the animals in town are outside of the studio now unemployed like giraffes and shit like that and so, yeah, I guess they're just gonna use stuffed animals, and there is a nice shot, too, where, like, Danny's all super bummed when he sees everyone outside, fired outside the studio, and Darla shows up in her limousine, and his reflection is is in the in the window of her car, and she rolls down the, the window to reveal her smiling evil face, and he realizes that he just got fucked over by Darla, and that's, that's a nice little reveal of the... Well, he hugs Danny... 
She hugs Danny and says, nice working with you, and drives off. Yeah. And they're like, what? And all the Amazons are like, what the fuck? Is, what? And she, you know, she said she wanted to help us. And they're like, and you believed her? Yeah, fucking doy, you Danny. You fucking country fucking bumpkin who's been there for 48 hours and fucked <laughs> everyone in Hollywood. Oh, so now everybody's God, sad. Danny. Everybody's sad. You can tell because it's raining. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's raining. This is the, 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 the late third act blues. Well, late second act so, blues. Yeah. The animals are all hanging out in a diner talking shit about Danny, which, yeah, he really, he really fucked everyone over. They should be plotting how he, to cut off his head and deliver it back to Louis B. Mayer he, to get their jobs may, back. He may have had, you know, been trying to get them ahead in life, but he just sucked at everything. Yeah. After one day in Hollywood, he ruined everything for <laughs> every animal. He murdered Hollywood. And then... And the Sawyer goes outside and sings a song about something in his eyes. I and this the song, fuck. I go, yeah, it's Randy Newman as fuck. Yeah, I hate you, Randy Newman. Even, even if they're a sexy cat lady, you can't even get, get shit good. Her tiny and hands can, uh, upset me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> they seem almost non-functional, but yeah, probably are. Uh, and and then she sings, and he's sad and walking around, being a sad sack of shit. He should go hang and himself. He, well, it seems weird because he has flashback to his animal quote-unquote friends, like people he said five words to. But and it's all at like three frames a second. Yeah, I think it's something it's where like maybe ran choice. out of money, and so rather than coming up with fresh animation, they had to take some old clips from earlier in the film and just kind of slow it down to match the montage that they wound up building. But yeah. And then the song finishes with the line, "This time I've got to believe in his dreams." Why? What has he yeah, done to make no, him? Like how is what's he done? As he doesn't deserve a song from you. He's. His stupidity has killed everybody. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no! You've known this guy for a day and a half, and you were right all along. No! So don't... The... Yeah, this is one of those things where you're not with... You're not with the, the, the... I know, like, it's a huge movie stereotype of, like, the, you know, the fucking innocent with the dreams and the overcome evil, but this is... This guy has done nothing but shown what a fucking idiot he is and who is not willing to work with other people. He just runs roughshod over everyone else and gets other people in trouble for it. And it's like, holy shit, like, this isn't like a respect authority thing. It's like, there's just how things work sometimes and you can't jive with that, then fuck you, you don't belong here. Like, yeah, it's, it's a teamwork issue. Oh, I hate Danny! <laughs> ah. So the hippo over here. There's a nice. Tells her, oh, I, there's a nice painting of of when Sawyer's ending her song. Though there was the, the like the the cloudy sky is clear and the moon comes out, which is actually really nice, kind of like the Marsh painting. But anyway, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna mm. let you talk. Hippo over here tells her she can still catch him at the best stop, which is a, apparently a one way bus to Kokobo with nobody on it. Yeah, no, I wonder why there's only one person on there. Jesus. But she just misses him as he rides away, leaving only his stupid pork pie hat behind. Yeah. Sad? I get, yeah, I don't and, know what we're supposed to be feeling, because again, <laughs> well, inside, right, in, inside his hat is his schedule to start him. Monday, go to Hollywood. Tuesday, get agent. Wednesday, get discovered. Thursday, go to premiere. Friday, land a big part. Saturday, get some stank on my hang down. <laughs> That's a thing. What an asshole. Yeah! 
Fuck him. <laughs> she actually so, should, she had all the other animals get on a bus to Kokomo to beat his ass the moment he's off that bus <laughs> in front of all of his friends and say, don't come back. <laughs> well, when they kick Homer out of like, hey, stay out of Springfield. No. Oh, stay out of Riverdale. That's what it is. That's, that's how he should end up back in Kokomo. Stay out of Hollywood. Yeah, it should just be the turtle. Stay out of <laughs> That's Hollywood. Don Knotts' last line. Stay out of Hollywood. But yeah, perfect Don Knotts. Oh, this is where we see there's like <laughs> soup kitchens with animals now because of what. Well, this dick well shut has up, done. Bill. <laughs> okay, I'm just why it's happening. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I've got to go a little faster to catch up where you're at because okay. <laughs> just keep going. Well, okay, so okay, Danny, okay, okay. Danny asks, the, and it's just Danny and the bus driver now, who's like, Can you believe those animals well with the flood? Who do they think they are? Uh, they don't belong in no pitches. No offense. I bet this guy also says things like, Yeah, you're one of the good ones, though. And, that's... Uh, and, and, and says stuff like, I can say that because some of my best friends are animals. That's the, that's the one moment made really made it clear. Like, are they going for, like, a racial thing? Because the way this guy's talking, it's like they're poking fun at racists, but, like, it's animals, but... Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the bus driver keeps talking about how shitty animals are, and it's too close to actual racism. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, like the, uh, Icarus, like the, too close uh, racist to would say, there. yeah. A racist would say to a non-Caucasian to be comfortable, and and then Danny sees animals in line at soup kitchen who have they've been employed for like it's, five hours. It's Why are they already at the soup I, kitchen? <laughs> I mean, hey, you gotta get your next meal. <laughs> May only be, they <laughs> and, may have only been fired for literally two hours, but hey. And the penguin's walking with a bindle looking sad. I guess he got evicted, too? But then too? he gets lynched by a, by, by a bunch of non-animals and shot, and it's terrible, and in the movies only turns a dark turn. I do like then his he's... bindle. It just has his ice cube in it, which I thought was funny. Mm. I hate this fucking character, but that's a good joke. So then Danny's like, stop the bus! And the bus driver's like, what do you want to stop for? We just barely got started! And he says, exactly. See you in the movies! <laughs> also, he sees a and billboard for fucking Little Archangel, which is Darlet Dimples, the thing they were working on, and he suddenly gets a plan. Yeah. I do like... I The, the, the title of the, her, her movie being a Little Archangel is pretty cute, considering what, you know, she's evil. So, of course, she's yeah. an Archangel, but, yeah. Anyway. So... He runs up and talks to the penguin, but you can't hear it. And then they, then they later they sneak into the movie studio and send out invites to the premiere to animals. I guess they okay. fake. They they like send out fake invites to the animals because I don't think the animals would be invited after like literally this is the next day after they've destroyed all this shit. And also, why would they show up to the premiere if I got fired from a place like that and got an invite in the mail saying come to the premiere of the movie that you got fired off of? I'd be uh, like, no. They try to like they're gonna hand us like this is where they're gonna like hand papers or they're gonna say they're suing us finally or what? But yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, then um, we get the red carpet with John Carford. Carrie Grant, W.C. Fields, Clark Gable, all the kids in the theater watching this movie must have lost their fucking minds when this scene happened. All the all hottest their, stars are... All their heroes on screen at once. That, Amazing. Yeah, that no one cared about since their great-great-grandparents were children. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is like, man, and, if you made a movie a hundred years from now, if you made a movie like, star, like, 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 it's a cameo from Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift... It's like what, yeah. and like not even to suggest that those guys are even near the same caliber as fucking. Oh, I don't know if I like WC Fields that much, but ugh. Yeah, yeah. he kind of sucks. He's 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 got talent and he can do funny shit. Yeah, he's an amazing juggler, but he is. I his, didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, he no, he is. I'll sh sh send you a video. 
Um, but um, all his shit is old timey. Like, oh, I'm I'm a henpecked guy. This woman's nagging me. That kind of shit. I saw something where somebody was talking about how he was originally the studio's original pick to play the wizard in the Wizard of Oz. And they were like, oh, it would have been such a better film. I'm like, I like Frank Morgan. Like, like he's more of a normal guy. Whereas you, you know exactly like, it would have been WC. Feel like telling those kind of jokes, it wouldn't have fit like the Wizard of Oz thing. Like, ah, women are stupid. You know, what, yeah. So, yeah. You know. And and then after all those stars show up, LB Mammoth shows up. And when he shows up in his limousine, everything freezes yeah. till he says, carry on. I thought the movie broke for a moment. Was that was that a joke? I, I don't get what happened there. This movie—it's movie's just re- doing random shit now, just because again, there's nothing. Ha- there's no story to the movie, so this random shit has to happen for there to be jokes. Because there's no story-driven humor in this movie. Yeah. Because there's no story. The Darless, Darless Dimple shows up. Everybody's stupid excited, yeah. and as the movie starts, the animals go in to get their seats and watch and. Darla Dimple stuffs her face with food. It's hilarious. There's and a great it, thing where she just like she said, sticks like a baguette into her mouth and just makes like a fucking bandsaw sound, like a or a chip, yeah. wood chipper. Like I thought it was kind of funny. But. So, uh, Danny's behind the movie movie screen, and uh, the minute the movie ends, we go on. God, there's and 20 it's got minutes like, left in this movie. Too. I don't. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know how the Chinese man's Chinese theater is, but. Most movie theaters don't have like a full like stage behind exactly yeah, the, and you would the, think the man's the Chinese theater, screen. unless it was converted from a playhouse or something like that, you think it would just be like maybe some maintenance space behind the theater screen, but it wouldn't. It might have, I don't know. It wouldn't have like. But that's not normal. Yeah, because I don't think they ever do live performances of anything at the Chinese theater. Yeah. So yeah. is this actually? I'm assuming this is. Oh yeah, because at the front you see all the hands and the cement and everything like that. So yeah, this is supposed to be yeah. the Chinese. Granted, that's not the point, but like, yeah. Yeah, it was just weird to me. But uh, <sighs> they get set up as the movie goes, almost dropping uh, drums, but they don't. And then the penguin snaps his bow tie, like pulls it sides, yeah. and snaps it tight. Which alerts Max. I do he like that that's the, the thing because, like, yeah, suddenly the camera smashes to Max and you get to see that sound enter his tiny little ear, and I thought that was kind of funny. And he appears backstage and picks the penguin up, rubs him on his bald head, which makes the penguin into a magnet so he can stick him well, to the Well, he's rafters. doing the static electricity trick, like, he can kind of do if you rub, like, a balloon. But against don't you your need hair. hair to do that? Yeah, I think don't they're you? doing the. But, like, this becomes a running gag for the whole rest of the third of the film that now the penguin's, like, charged with electricity? Which mm-hmm. I don't know what they were going for? No. Like, it's just that, the thing. That should have been the name of the movie. I don't know what they're going for. But it's a joke, I guess, because things happen and. And so then, anyway, Danny and Max start fighting. Well, they don't start really fighting. He, the, Max just chases Danny. Oh the yeah, he punches, punches, punches through several times before Danny goes flying off the roof and and with Max fall not like turning around and going back, dusting off his shoulder. Yeah. But he was saved due to landing on the giant uh, Darla Dimple's balloon. Yeah, of, I don't know if a, we mentioned her it before, but like, yeah, there's no, a giant like yeah Thanksgiving Day balloon of. Uh... Darla Dimple. Yeah. Yay and stuff. Yay! So, so Max chases him on the balloon saying, Kitty, kitty, nice kitty. Which if he had just let the balloon sail into the sky, that would have that been would the have end been of his problems. That would have been the end of it, but no, yeah. Um, and he, back, at the, he backhands Danny, and it, 
for a movie that has too much sound effects, there's no sound effect when he connects with I him. had to rewind it to see if he actually hit him or if they were just suggesting that he kind of like whiffed him so hard that like he missed, but the air, a rushing air was enough to knock Danny off. No, he actually hits him. I wonder if yeah. that was like a ratings thing because it is a pretty hard blow. I wonder if yeah. they had the sound effect there that would have like been a problem with the MPAA, but uh, there's a whole thing. And like Danny, like there's like, he's so Danny, like he, he doesn't get knocked out or anything like that. He just, from the blow, no. he just ends up like, on one of the rope stays that's keeping the Darla balloon yeah. from flying off, he just rides that back onto the roof. Mm-hmm. And then Max, for, yeah, Max starts pulling Max, on the roof on the rope to bring him and the balloon back to uh, to towards Danny, who's on the rooftop. Yep, but he pulls it closer and closer and starts laughing maniacally. But then the balloon pops on one of the pointy things on top of the theater <laughs> with Danny. Yeah, Danny quipping, "How does the kitty go?" And he's meow, and then yeah, he flies off. Back. Dude, no this way. movie's kind of like half-assed attempt at a, like a Schwarzenegger comeback, or like yeah, you terminated, but like yeah. Which it doesn't even make sense. How does the kitty go? It's and just he says, a callback. Meow. It's just random. Yeah, but yeah. it's a bad callback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, and that's the product of six writers, gentlemen. Like that, 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 <laughs> that that's what presumably paying each of these guys like tens of thousands of dollars that's the quality of joke in hollywood you get from six fucking writers yeah so the penguin comes out and says the movie's ending and they we gotta go people are gonna leave and we gotta get it done and then um so they go out in front of the curtain and says yeah, daddy comes out and he's all fucked up from yep. the fight with max He's bleeding everywhere, and he's like, oh, fuck, oh, God. He's got, like, a fucking, he's got, like, a caved-in area on his skull, and he's got, like, a nail he's sticking like, out I just want to, I just want to sing for you, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, get that cat a doctor. My last breath will be for you as I sing your song, oh, Danny boy. Yeah. But magically, he's all better. To... Like, the camera goes to see how Darla's reacting and suddenly well, comes back. And he's, yeah, like, he's, but like, he, he's he... putting his coat back on, but now suddenly his coat's all fixed. But yeah. And now he's dapper. Well, he... well no, kind of. He comes out from behind the curtain, but he's in full blackface, and he starts going, Mammy! And you're like, well, that's, you know, took a turn I wasn't expecting. This movie actually made in 1939. That's entirely that's <laughs> possible what the finale would have been. Oh, yeah. God. Hollywood, I hate you. After fucking. <laughs> oh. But There's actually a thing, says, a reference hey, to uh, Holiday Inn that I think is, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but, hmm. yeah. But he, he says, uh, Darley Dipple loves everybody so much, she's asked for a live performance from you, and everybody's like, yay! That's good! And he's like, and then he's like, with animals! No, that's bad! Every, everybody stops clapping. They, they are just they like, what? Are they gonna no, shit on not, stage? <laughs> not animals. Yeah. So, and it turns um, out that, like, fucking uh, Sawyer has, like, collected all of the animals that he's invited to the performance. They're backstage now, but they're all like, we don't want to perform. We hate everybody. We want to die alone in an in, yeah. in, anonymous hellscape of racial class divide. And then Danny has yeah. to, like, give a big rousing speech about, like, hey, we gotta do it. I, yeah, this all, I'll let you talk about well, it, yeah. So yeah, when everybody stops cl- clapping when he says animals, I'm like, I, my note was this movie's too racist. <laughs> and then, and then he says, uh, Dimples is the one that asked us to perform for Elmy Mammoth at the 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 
thingy where they got flooded. <laughs> That's and actually all, a line from the all, script. That's actually, again, the, yep. script, the thingy, you know, the thingy that happened, that the stuff. And then he says, all I need are my friends. But oops, all his friends are gone because they aren't his friends. He fucked them over real good. <laughs> yeah, and again, these people have only known him for a day and a half. So yeah, oh. But it turns out they're all backstage. Most don't want to perform with him because, of course not. That's a weird thing. I thought they would have left to, like, go help him out. But I guess, yeah, I guess the fucking sexy cat lady just dragged them against their will to the backstage. I think, well, I think the hippo did. Or something, yeah. But, but then but then the, the heartwarming moment of the movie, the turtle reads a fortune cookie fortune that says, Well, you can smash your cookie, but you'll always have your fortune. Inspiring? It's just, like, utterances. It doesn't mean any... I, I know, I guess that's part of the joke, is that it's not really that inspiring, but... But they treat it they like treat it's inspiring. They treat it like it's the fucking Gettysburg Address. And you're just sitting there <laughs> going, like, this movie It's not up. even applicable to this moment. No, it's just... And, but it's not, like, so unapplicable that it's humorous. It's just... It's just... They had to come up with something for him to say, and that's, like, the best thing they could do while, like... They had to turn the script in in five minutes. It really, yeah. It's... That, well, there was a deleted scene where uh, he he reads it. He says, you can always match your cookie, but you'll always have your fortune. And Danny winks at him and says, in bed. <laughs> oh. Turns out Don Knotts had dementia, and that's the only thing he could say all that day. So they had to work mm. it into the script. It wasn't like anything they wanted. It was just like, yeah. And he gives like a four minute speech back behind the curtain while the audience is just sitting there being like, animals? Yeah. What is funny how long like this is going on when we like these people were already getting up to leave because the movie had ended. And like they still have to wait like another like twenty minutes for these animals to get their shit together before they can do this live performance, but yeah. Yeah. So then Danny and Sawyer sing and dance. And Dimples goes backstage and tries to sabotage them by flipping levers this and shit. This is the whole but rest every, of the movie, yeah. Everything she does just makes the show more impressive with turning on lights and making backdrops drop behind them. And it's yeah, all there's great a bit where stuff. like she tries to turn off the power, but then, uh, like, like on a separate that power just makes grid, the spotlights yeah, more. Yeah, the spotlights awesome. come on and all these colored light bulbs turn on, and then she steals mm -hmm. all the colored light bulbs. And she throws, throws it yeah. down. This the, is the holiday reference like thing dancing that I was wondering if it was a holiday reference because I mentioned last week I I just watched a big chunk of Hollywood or a holiday in uh, for uh, but anyway there's a big thing there's a Fourth of July performance in Holiday Inn where uh, what did I say it was fr oh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Fred Astaire Fred Astaire like throws firecrackers at his own feet while he's dancing just like this. I almost kind of wonder yeah. if it's rough because it's like it looks very visually very the same. But anyway, but yeah, yeah there's just yeah, Darla Dimple just continually try to, to fuck up their performance. Turns out not only this is an impromptu song and dance number, but they have this whole set. They've like rebuilt the whole arc thing, and well, and there's and colored lights and smoke, and she goes to pull the granddaddy of all switches, which makes like a giant uh, battleship. Pop yeah. up on stage and blast the theater, which I don't know why a prop has live ammunition in it. I do like fireworks it's like a giant off. guns from like an air force or like yeah, like a naval cannon. Yeah, yeah it's it's great. Yeah, and this makes some dude's teeth fall out. And... Again, that's a reaction, I guess. That's the because you need a button on the scene, and so what's the button? It's gonna be a dude's teeth cracking like china and falling out of his mouth. 
and yeah. then everyone's still happy. And it's just like everybody's like, "Yay, animals!" And they're on stage. And the Darla Dippa climbs out of a trap door and says, "I should have drowned you when I flooded the stage." But it turns out she's got a mic wrapped around her. Oh no! And I, I guess she got what was coming to her. Yeah, she goes down the the. Hole, and then suddenly it cuts to you see Max isn't flying over France and he's still stuck to the balloon which for a moment I thought was actually supposed to be Darla Dimple because she falls down the hole and the next thing you see her silhouette flying over the Eiffel Tower I was like wait what happened I didn't realize like, oh that's the that's Max with the balloon that's not like Darla Dimple I thought she had like but, gone uh, to some kind of know, French hell after listening to enough um remember this podcast uh-huh uh uh, Darla Dimple will be fine. She'll have her PR people working overtime. <laughs> exactly. This yeah. will never get mentioned in the media. Yeah. But anyhow, um, Ugh. that's the Sawyer end of the movie. Well, Sawyer checks off his list. You know, oh, and uh, oh, she checks off Danny's oh, list. That's right, you know, yeah. Get your big break, and then she asks, "Get the girl, Shaq." I guess they like each other now. Uh, I guess they're gonna go and fucking then have kittens now. I don't. Yeah. And she is gonna realize what cat sex is like and say no bueno. And then yeah, over uh, the end credits, just this screaming. From, <laughs> oh, <"Rawr!"> yeah. <laughs> and then LB Mammoth is like, ah, oh, you're all gonna be stars now. And then it's movie posters with animals, and it's an it's them and singing in the rain. Casablanca, the mask, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the witches of Eastwick, you know, you know, the old love that obscure film from 1980s that satanic sex comedy. <laughs> it is like did they only have the rights to like these movies and this was it? Like I guess. Sup Superman with a turtle. How is he Superman? Shouldn't he be Super Turtle? What well, the fuck the is thing, going on? There's like a Free Willy one, but it's called Free Tilly because I guess the character's name is Tilly. But like, that's the only poster where they changed the name of the movie to be a joke. And the other ones are all just like, it's just Beetlejuice, except it's the turtle. Twister. And Batman and Robin. How many of these fucking things do they the make? Most How old are these characters? Grab bag. It's like they started out in the 1930s and then jumped to the 2000s. <laughs> All these characters what just live forever. Happened? It's just... I did Warner and Brothers then, only make like six movies in between 1939 and 1999? Like, what the hell happened? And then Dimples is is rolling out the, the I guess end. she's a janitor like it's now, a, yeah. Like it's a bloopers and practical jokes thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I hadn't thought about that since like 1989. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then it cuts to the dedicated she... to our friend and collaborator, Gene Kelly. Oh, That's a fucking dumb movie. So I guess they opened the door for animal actors, so long it was the eight main animal actors from this movie. <laughs> See, no one else. Like, all the other people you saw that lost their job, even though they weren't involved in the Ark Angel movie, like, they, they're still fucked. What an oddly sloppy and poorly made, despite having really decent animation. Yeah, and I... You can, and you can tell it was written by six people. Six people, and it's just a... F it's nothing. It's a fucking... The lack of character fart. development is shocking. <sighs> this is... I mean... This movie's beautiful, but this show's like... Like, Disney's still... Like, even, even, even as they were coming towards the end of their... Uh, Renaissance, their second Renaissance with the, you know, like the 90s stuff, they were still doing this shit better than Disney was, because that, or better than, like, these guys were, because it's like these guys didn't even try from a, like, a, like a script or perspective, or they ran out of money and they had to go straight from, like, 
the second draft of the screenplay straight to production or something like that? Because, yeah, it's so... The, the, the script for this movie is so fucking undercooked, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, the producer of this film, David Kirshner, claims to be the creator of an American tale and the Child's Play horror series, which is weird. That's a combination. That's not, there's not a lot of trivia about this movie. That shows you the That's kind of good. talent that went behind the, the creation of this film, that this motherfucker's like, you know what, Fievel and Chucky. To my claims to fame. He's got those names tattooed on his knuckles. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, the director, Mark Dindal, went on to make The Emperor's New Groove, which is a far better film than this. Actually, the whole point of The Emperor's New Groove is that the main character changes literally and figuratively. And yeah, the last bit of news is just like uh, Michael Jackson something something. It, like I guess in that version it was supposed to be Michael Jackson running around with cats that were more animal-like, like the Aristocats, but like CG? Which, if they were talking Gross. about doing that in, like, 1990, that would have looked terrible. Yeah. yeah oh, man. I, we would have wound up talking about that on Awful April for, for this podcast if they had made that. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. doggies. If this, if, if this movie was any longer, it would have been a disaster yeah. to watch. Are you dogs? But they're dogs? my ad, Kelsey's home. Oh, that's a good thing. Kelsey's a good person, a good dog mom. Well, they're, no, they're mad because she's not coming in fast enough. <laughs> That's one f- that, So this is all proof that all animals are dicks between your dogs and this movie. Yep. Okay, so that was... Yeah, cats don't that dance. Was, that, yep. It was, it was sure a thing. Yeah. Now, uh, now I can forget I ever watched it. Yeah, thank you for putting up with that, because that's that's this this has been a project yeah, I've fine. mentioned a couple times before in the past, and you're like, I've never heard of it, and that title does not inspire confidence. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. At least it's off my checklist now. So yeah. Whew. Well, I'm good. There's not a lot of trivia for it. That's um, it. Yeah. There's like it's like people are scared to talk about this movie, other than to say that the <laughs> this guy went off cursed. to make the Emperor's New Groove. It's like yeah, no one wants to take responsibility for it. I don't think it's ever been put out on iTunes or on Blu-ray or anything like that. It's been left to fucking die. Yeah. yeah. Well, from from happy garbage for children, <laughs> uh, next week is going to be a little bit of a, a tonal shift. T- t- this may be the biggest uh, uh, neck-breaking tonal shift we've ever done from one project to the next. Uh, on this podcast, yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about uh, some of the works of uh, Junji Ito. Yeah, uh, specifically, uh, we're for sure gonna be talking about Uzumaki. And I'm gonna try to tackle yeah two other books that you recommended. Thick ominous, but I also I started uh, off by reading his his latest uh, uh, collection of st- stories that he selected himself. Oh, really? Shiver. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Shiver is uh, the one I started reading, and then I realized it was 400 pages long. I was like, oh man, if I want to make sure I can get like, I should probably start on Uzumaki first because that's the big, the big, big story of his that we're tackling. Yeah, and, and yeah, if we can, and uh, yeah. fragments of horror. We'll f- we're for sure talk about Uzumaki, and I'll probably, if depending on how long that takes, uh, we probably won't talk a lot about Shiver or yeah. uh, fragments of horror, but I'll at least mention some. There of was the a fucked up record in Shiver, and then there was a fucked up. Oh, it was like a little jade thing that turned people full of holes? Yeah, we'll the talk about that. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what what I do? How is this your entertainment? I think you're a <laughs> sick person. 
Hey, we're getting into the fall season. It is, yeah, no, this is like perfect date. Yeah, no, this is like this is like the perfect like late September, early October reading shit. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I just picked up my my copy of Uzumaki just arrived uh, yesterday, and I started reading. Uh, yeah, Shiver on, uh, Shiver and Fragments of Horror both on Comicsology. If you can't track yeah. down real copies, uh, there was actually I think uh, one. Or, yeah, there's a one or two story crossovers in in Sh uh, Shiver and Fragments okay. of Horror. So you don't you you can skip one of them and hard yeah it's doubled. Uh, Uzumaki is not on Comixology. I don't know why, but uh, hard copies of it were available on Amazon for like fifteen bucks. It just went on sale as soon as I went to go buy. Yeah, it's it, so. it's it's super cheap considering how <laughs> how media it is. is. A, it is a like a like a six hundred and fifty page uh, page book. So yeah, for fifteen bucks, you're definitely getting your your money's worth at least in terms of sheer uh, page count. That's for yeah, that's definitely yeah. So that'll be next week. That'll Folk be. Show. Junji Ito, Uzumaki, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Shiver, and maybe yeah, we'll see how, how we'll see what happens. We'll see. Right yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't want to make force you to commit to to read talking about all of them, but we'll for sure talk about Uzumaki. I love I like what I've read so far, so and I like his artwork. Good. I'm yeah. suspecting lots of body horror. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> you know, I didn't hadn't realized yeah. I'd actually seen this guy's stuff before. And it's it's nice mm. to actually put a name to that like art style because yeah, I've, I've, especially around Halloween you get to see his stuff passed around. But yeah, the works of Junji Ito next week. Yeah. Oh, until the party. Until then, we got go dance off in colors. And, we got to get on that bus and go to Hollywood and change. That, that motherfucker's in town for a day and a half, and he gets to live out his. <laughs> that movie is all the wrong. All you have to do is show up. Not pay attention, be an asshole, and you're rewarded. So maybe that actually is an accurate representation of how Hollywood works. As, yeah. as long as you just blow over everyone else's opinions and just supplant them with your own, you'll make it in Hollywood. Yep. So that was Cats Don't Dance. Next time, Jujito. I got nothing else. Bill, you got anything no, else? No, that's it. I'm oh, wait. You're muttering on Twitter. I'm the oh, Grumpy okay. Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Facebook. Tardy Podcast.com. Tardy Podcast all the thing. Cheers around. We appreciate you. Please, please, we please. appreciate. <laughs> Bill's not below begging. No, yeah, I will. I will suck dick for listeners. <laughs> that that is when I'm in the animal soup kitchen line. That is my sign. Mm. <laughs> so, oh God. Yep. Yeah, so until next time, keep your culture pop culture. Good boy. They hire fellows whose physiques are good And then they tell them they're the perfect shaped men To act like ape men Then they convince them they should They make them grunt and yell And people think it's swell Hooray for Hollywood